How do you feel after your coffee? Well, I feel better. I feel less awful. Okay, mentally, physically. I felt really awful when I woke up this morning. I felt like I felt like I had no energy in any of my limbs because you were boozing last night. Yeah, in a very out of character uh, <laughs> way. Yes, I went out last night and was drinking. Not very much. Not very much by normal people's standards. A lot by my standards, which is more than zero. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you have nothing enough. more to say. No, you're not, not going to dig into me. No. I don't know. Because you're a nice person. Try to be. Try to be. Not an evil genius. Far from it. I think I'd like to be, but I'm just too nice. Just too nice. Yeah, too many values in place. Nice guy ting. What a letdown. <laughs> it's what you how you describe someone when you have nothing to say about them. <laughs> they're a nice guy. Yeah, they're nice. Right? That's what you say about someone who has no outstanding attributes or characteristics right i guess it's like when you say wow it's because you have no other response ready for them like wow 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 i was gonna say something mean but i managed to hold it back <laughs> just say it say it okay wow your bo is really overpowering i'm only kidding i can't smell this bo this fictional bo i think you worry too much started wearing two I know. I wear a body spray and a deodorant. So one is stop the perspiration, and one is almost just a perfume. I don't really wear anything. How can you not wear anything? And in Hong Kong, of all places. And as you observed when you came in, you're wearing the same T-shirt that you wore yesterday. It's like, yes, I'm lazy. I mean, I wasn't going to leave the house today. I'm I'm mega lazy. But it's in good condition. I thought it was a... You had two... I thought you, you thought had I had two of the same t-shirt. Yeah, I, I do have two of the same t-shirt for some t-shirts, which is quite embarrassing as well. But not this one. No, it's all the successful people do. They have one wardrobe. I'm like Steve Jobs. Yeah. I'm like Steve Jobs, but instead of black turtlenecks, I've just got, what, cerulean, super dry surf t-shirts. It was when you start increasing it to four and eight. Then you know I've made it. Yeah. I've made it big. I do have two... I was going to say, not lime green. What kind of green is that? Too light green anyway, sushi, sleeping sushi t-shirts, because I liked it so much I got another one. What kind of reaction do they give you at the store when they see you've bought two of the same? Do they think, sir, did you mean to buy two of the same? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, do you know they're it's from together? It's from Threadless. It's from Threadless, so okay. they ordered it on the internet. Uh, actually, I was given this t-shirt years ago, and I liked it so much, I, <laughs> I asked, can I have another one of the same t-shirt? So for Christmas, I got <laughs> the same t-shirt again years later. But that's okay if you get the same shirt. On two different occasions. Yeah, I think so. We've never bought two at the same time. No. Oh, okay. No. I did once buy two of the same shirt in different colours at the same time and regretted it. That's okay. I think that's perfectly fine. I think in the end I just realised I don't really like this t-shirt and I'm saddled with two of them. How (laughs) disappointing. That's a problem, yes. I went to the Chinese medicine doctor this week. Mm Mm-hmm. I wake up in the middle, middle of the night a lot, it seems. And um, what they do in an attempt to diagnose you, that you talk about your symptoms, then they look at your tongue and they just they just touch your wrist, both wrists. And then they'll, they'll make you some concoction which you can just boil with boiled water and that's it. Mm-hmm. $60 a pop Sixty dollars a pop. Is it full of deer penis? <laughs> Isn't that a thing? I was hoping like root of... 
Roots of the Tiger. Oh, I don't know what the fuck that would be. <laughs> what would that be? <laughs> tiger root or is leopard it, is root. It endangered, endangered big cat parts. Yeah, sorry. Panther root, you know, root of the panther, something like that. Was well, you know, hopefully they give me the wrong thing and I'm just super high for next week. <laughs> that didn't happen. Take some NyQuil or something. Is that a thing? I I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Why? I don't know what it is. NyQuil, isn't that what they talk about in the US? I don't know. So sleeping tablets. Or some sort. Well, I don't want to do that. I can fall asleep. But you wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Is it anxiety? Is it stress? Don't know. I would say no. Then Fuck. what is it? A bad diet, probably. Bad diet. You should stop eating so many burgers. I have a curry. I have curry Fridays. And laxa Wednesdays, so maybe I've decided to switch Laxa them off. Laxa Wednesdays. Is it intestinal? <laughs> You're describing your symptoms. Now I've got really watery shit. <laughs> no, t- why am I saying this? <laughs> why am I saying this? I would say I have fluffy ones. <laughs> okay, T T M I. Well, fluffy is fine. <laughs> I don't want to associate Cute. fluffy. I don't want to associate the word fluffy with that. Fluffy, Fluffy's a nice word. Now I'm going to be thinking about... Nice shits. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. They're fluffy. So they're not f- well-formed. I see. I, I was going to say, I've actually been to a Chinese doctor one time because... How was your experience? No, because we went to a restaurant and they had a Chinese doctor in the restaurant and you would go there and sit down with them and they would do the thing where you stuck your tongue out and they measure your pulse and stuff. So and, then, and then they would, that's why I thought it was funny. And then they would suggest what you would order from the menu. And they were like, yeah, I recommend you order the abalone and maybe the sea cucumber. And it'd be like, oh, the two most expensive things. <laughs> Boom. Did you order them? We were taken there by an aunt so that she was doing the ordering anyway. So it was, it was more just for fun. Okay. They also had teapots with really long stems, like three or four foot spouts. And they would do gun cutter with teapots like they'd spin it over their shoulders and pour tea in from like across the table and stuff really yeah it was a crazy restaurant in hong kong or no in kuala lumpur okay kuala lumpur oh no i'm thinking of a song that you're not gonna know you can still sing me a song you you ever been to weeble stuff remember weeble and bob nope and what's the song called i can't remember what it's called but it's like I've seen things, I've seen them with my eyes, I've seen things, they're often disguised like, and I try to think of, and at the end it goes, Kuala Lumpur, I can't remember what, I can't remember what the things that are in disguise are. It's a silly, silly um song. They also had other thing, classics like uh, Patrick Moore plays the xylophone, or Badgers, 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 is from that website. Okay. Do you have any idea what I'm talking badgers, about? Badgers, Badgers, Badgers. You know Badgers? <laughs> Yes, Badgers was the famous one. Badgers was their breakout hit. <laughs> okay, enough nonsense. Oh, really? I don't know. Do you have more nonsense to share? No, normally I'm the one who, who brings us back on track, but you can do it this time. Yeah, no. enough. Enough. Allow nonsense. Says Sir Michael. Yes. Let's begin then. I don't, I don't, I don't know what tone I'm going, I need to say this in. I would still like to find some jingles. I would still like to find some jingles and outro music. I'm not sure how to do it. Really? I thought you knew how to do it. No, no, no. no. I'm not sure where to find them from. It, it's just really time consuming. Okay. If anyone has any great jingle slash outro music ideas, that would be good. Or just when people are talking for a long, long time and it gets boring, it's good to stick in a little distraction every now and then to keep it interesting. <laughs> like a fart. <laughs> like a fart. Not like a fart. 
like a little song. We could we could do a little song about farts. Our fart song. No, I'm thinking. Well, Rick and Morty, like with the with the cloud called fart. You know how they just suddenly interject the whole goodbye moon men thing in the middle of the thing, but that wouldn't necessarily work. You probably can't see where I'm going with this. I was listening to the Adam Buxton podcast the other day, and he loves to record absurd jingles because his show nowadays is mostly an interview show, and he's talking to someone just another person for an hour, which is basically what we're doing. Yeah. And to keep it interesting, every 15, 20 minutes, he'll put in a jingle, which is just him singing an inane song about how it's good to break up the podcast. Can, can we talk about one thing which might make you really self-conscious? Okay. Uh, say absurd. Absurd. You see, <laughs> you can't hear it. No. What am I saying? I can hear it with a Z. Well, I, I'm saying absurd. Yeah. I'm saying absurd. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm going to claim this is a Reading accent. Fine. Actually, that sounds like a good reason, actually. It might not be a Reading accent. It might just be that I can't talk English good. <laughs> it's when you people say issue or issue. Issue? Don't take issue with that. Sorry, you, you, you obviously can't pick this up on the recording, but I'm just making a horrified face. <laughs> Who says issue? If you're quite fancy, I think I've heard fancy people say issue. Really? Mm. I see it like tissue, but without the T. Hmm, exactly. Which I think is the right way to say it. I do say, I I know my northern friend particularly takes issue with the way I say them, because I say them. <laughs> you don't say them. You I, want, you, you in your mind you say them. I, I say them a lot. I say, I say them quite a lot. And then you, I became very self-conscious about it. And now I make an effort to say them. Really? Yeah. No, I don't believe that. Well, you're too, you're like, go back and listen to some of these recordings at some point. You want to sound more working class than you really are. That's why. in your mind you're saying them, but the reality is you'll say them. I think I was raised in quite a working class way, and it's only recently I've become a pretentious shitlord. I've never heard the term shitlord. No, before. I'm not even sure it's the right word anymore. You know, I think it might be one of those words that's been now associated with something bad it's fine we'll claim it for ourselves we'll claim it for ourselves i know that the yogs cast used to use it they used to say see you later shit lords and uh, but then now they don't but now they very pointedly don't and i think it's because it's now become associated with the thing that cannot be named oh really yeah so we probably shouldn't say it <laughs> I, i'm only saying it because it's so absurd absurd <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> say it your way otherwise i'm about to tell us apart we should start we should start how do we well, now we're back to this problem. <laughs> yeah, fucking starting the show. So, you're Ting Ting. And you're Sir Michael. And this is... The Lost Levels Club podcast. Podcast. The Lost Levels Club podcast. Which is a book club for games. Some of the time. Some of the time. <laughs> a part-time book club for games. In the sense that we're doing this part-time from our day jobs. And not every podcast is a book club yes. podcast. <laughs> and, and then also then... To be clear, this episode is not a book club podcast, but the book club game is Dark Souls 3, yes, which we are both playing and streaming occasionally on Twitch TV, kind of yeah. badly. Uh, badly being... In what way is it bad? Um, <laughs> That we have no particular skill at Dark Souls 3, so why would anyone watch us rather than someone who's actually good at it? Or entertaining? That may be true. <laughs> yes. It's also quite difficult to talk to the void. I think you do okay. I've been watching some of your 
archive footage. Yeah, I've been imagining I'm talking to future Ting. Yeah, it's difficult, but I'm trying. I'm trying. It makes me realise how difficult it is actually to do these things. Do you do things which you wouldn't do? No, that's the wrong way around. Are you playing the game in a more visible fashion? Are you not doing weird things like saves coming by moving far? You know, you can do it. You can alt tab out and. Yeah, you are. You are right. There are things that I. Because uh, I haven't played the whole thing on stream. At one point, I was planning to play the whole thing on stream. But then I realised, actually, no one's really watching it anyway. So it doesn't make much difference if I do or don't. It's just good practice. And then there are times when I have deliberately not played it on stream because I've actually wanted to do things like edit the podcast at the same time. So I'm listening to the podcast in the background. And I don't want to do that on stream because then it will stream yeah. our bad podcast recording in the background. Well, we're really offensive. Before I've cut out all of the racial slurs of the profanity. No, I'm joking. Obviously, it's not that bad. It's mostly all the heavy breathing and nose wheezing. So I haven't streamed the whole thing. I do play slightly differently when I'm streaming, I think. I am a bit conscious of the fact that it is going out of the internet. Also because I've got a camera pointed at my face, which I know I don't have to do, but I thought I would try doing it. No, it's good. It's good. And it's actually been quite interesting for me because I, I can see that when I die in Dark Souls, my reaction is not to make an angry face, but to actually laugh, which is different because I w- didn't really realise that's what I was doing. And I don't think it is what I was doing when I first started playing Dark Souls, but I've obviously now achieved some sort of Dark Souls nirvana where life and death and whatever doesn't matter. I don't think I've watched you kill a boss yet, so I don't know what your reaction is to boss kills. You watched the video I made for you of killing the first boss. That yep. was, that's the only, that's the thing that amused me the most. Cause this was your first time playing Dark Souls. You really struggled to get past the tutorial area. Yes. And after I learned that you had this trouble, I just made a trolley video of beating the first boss by just parrying it to death just to show, oh, it's easy thing. And then you finish with the line. That's how you do it. <laughs> Good night. Click. Yeah. But I want to know whether whether you celebrate a boss kill or whether you just like, meh, another one done. Or is it relief? Because I yelled with delight when I killed that boss eventually. Yeah, good question. I don't think any of the really challenging bosses I've actually had to kill on stream. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Might try doing another playthrough at some point as well. If you want to do that. Maybe we should get it on the PlayStation. <laughs> do you want me to pick it up? It's only money. I'm just kidding. I'm no, kidding. don't do it. Think about it if you need the help. If you actually intend to finish it. No. Do I, int- I, keep, I intend to keep playing until we do the recording. You've not got very far, though. That's true. But I, do, I know I'm behind. I feel like I'm behind where I want to be. So I may not finish it, but I do plan to... What boss are you on? What boss have you just killed? I've not killed any more bosses. You've only killed the tutorial boss? Yes. The next boss is coming up, I think. You share played it with me, didn't you? So I was watching you play and giving you coaching. Like, why have you equipped that weapon, Ting? Why aren't you wearing this item, Ting? Why don't you have more Estus flasks? Never mind. 
detail. Why have you got that haircut, Ting? Why you got that? Why are you wearing those glasses, Ting? <laughs> it's like, why are you? You're not going to go out wearing those clothes. Put on some armor at once. <laughs> anyway, you've got hardly anywhere. You're practically nowhere. Yes, I've not got very far. I'm not very good at this game. I overthink it. I think we've probably talked too long about it already. But very briefly, are you enjoying it? Yes, the combat is fun. I wish the progression was less punishing, because I can do a whole, I can do play really well for twenty five minutes. But if I'm sloppy for thirty seconds, I undo all that twenty five minutes of good work. And you'll say all I can do is play myself. But okay, I wish I couldn't. Okay, <laughs> I didn't have to. That's fine. And on the side, you're playing Twilight Princess HD. Is it、yeah. to come down? When I get frustrated with the lack of progress I make, I play Twilight Princess HD. And you're enjoying that? Oh, I love it. It's exactly what I expected, or how I remember Twilight Princess. Whereas with Majora's Mask, obviously I've not played Majora's Mask, but I still remember Ocarina of Time, and I expect Majora's Mask to be prettier than Ocarina of Time. That's not the case with. That was not the case when I played Majora's Mask. I think the other thing I particularly wanted to mention about the Twilight Princess remake is that. It's the GameCube version, isn't it? There's no motion controls. I don't know how you can say it's the GameCube version. Yeah, but you're、yeah. left-handed. Yes, and you don't swing your sword by waggling something. No. So that to me is the GameCube version because the Wii version link is right-handed, and you swing the sword by waving the Wii remote. And there's only two control input options. It's either the Pro Controller or the GamePad. So yeah, I think you're right. So it's the good version. Motion controls suck. Let's hope the NX doesn't fucking have them. No, I'm kidding. I'm exaggerating. It's not that bad, really. But it, it is that bad, really. But it is that bad, really. Yeah. Anyway, and my random thing. I tried playing Steven Sausage Roll. I played what fifteen twenty minutes of Steven Sausage Roll, and my brain melted. You have to buy it, right? I bought it. How much is it? It's not cheap. So this is again is Gay Ben. I've seen the light. You were right after all.、Can、regional I- regional pricing on Steam has saved me. It's one hundred seventy eight Hong Kong. Which is like fifteen quid. It's thirty dollars if you buy it、um, outside of Hong Kong. Pause. I need to say something because I hear this is what I hear when you say Gabe N. Yeah, I'm saying Gabe N. Fine, let's keep it in. So as long as you're aware. Yeah, like Gabe Newell. But <laughs> I know. yeah, I know. I'm saying Gabe N. Gabe N. Yes, to be clear, I'm not saying G A Y B E N. I'm saying G A B E N. Gabon. Is that a better way of saying it? <laughs> Gabon, we should say that just for the rest of this podcast. Gabon. No, it's because it's a joke. Or we can keep it forever. It's our joke. Steven Sutherland melted my brain. I thought after twenty minutes. Yes. Go. So, I don't know whether I'm just missing something, but I was expecting a tutorial level, and it just dropped me into this environment, and I was like, "Where are the sausages?" And I stepped over this thing, and suddenly there were sausages. And I had to cook them, and I completely failed to cook them, and I kept burning them or pushing them into the water. After twenty minutes of probing around and trying to find a level that didn't immediately make my brain recoil in horror, I managed to solve one level, and that was already incredibly mentally taxing. And I was thinking, "Wow, this game pulls no punches." Can we start with the? Like a, a premise without giving anything away. The premise is literally cook sausages. It's kind of like Sokoban, that box pushing game. There are sausages. 
you have a fork. Like, you are a little dude with a gigantic fork. Oh. And when you move around, you'll kind of turn with a sausage fork, so you can push things with a fork, or you can kind of turn while the fork is touching on the end, and then it will... You can roll sausages with a fork, or you can push them with a fork. Without getting into too many details, it gives you a little bit of flexibility, but it, it makes the game really confusing. I don't know whether it will eventually become second nature and then you'll just instinctively be able to do it. But right now I'm having to think really hard about what my character is going to do when I push that button. Oh, so the character is... Yeah, because if you push a direction button, because it's just the arrow keys, if you push an arrow, what your character does depends on which direction they're facing or which direction the fork is pointing. So if the fork is pointing in that direction or away from that direction, you'll take a step. But if the fork is pointing perpendicular, you'll turn and the fork will will kind of rotate things instead. So you have to think very carefully about what you want to do and the current orientation of your character, whether that's going to make it do that or not. It's really freaking hard. People have called it the Dark Souls of puzzle games. It's much harder than Dark Souls. (laughs) Way harder than Dark Souls. I think after I finish Dark Souls 3, I will give it another shot. But it's definitely not a game to play in a relaxing few minutes. It, it doesn't sound... It sounds intriguing. The it sounds thing like that, it could be good. The thing that amuses me the most is obviously Jonathan Blow was raving about it. And I thought it might be another game like a Frog Fractions, but I think I was wrong. I think it's more like Starseed Pilgrim, which is another mind-bending game that I spent over a dozen hours and failed to finish but I I got very good at it so it's another leveling up the player rather than leveling up your character kind of game and I think there is more to it obviously I haven't looked into it but the the funniest thing is it currently has three reviews two 10 out of 10s and one 9 out of 10 so someone commented if it gets one more 10 out of 10 it will debut on Metacritic with 9.8 out of 10 and then you'll have to play it Because by your rules, 95 or over means I must play it and finish it. So if it gets 98... Hmm. Who's going to review it? Someone's... Mm. A number of magazines have already refused to review it because they said, it's too hard, we can't finish it, and so we can't review it. So will one more magazine step up to the plate and go, this is a work of genius? 10 out of 10. I hope so, because then you'll have to play it and I will laugh. We should ask Metacritic whether we are a recognised outlet. We're not a recognised outlet. We have, we have web presence. We have web presence. Maybe we should just start reviewing games. Maybe we should actually start giving the book club games a score. Yeah, no. (laughs) You're like, no. No. My score would just be so derivative and pointless. I accept my weakness as a human being. <laughs> Your score would be whatever it already had on Metacritic. Yeah. And my score would be 10 out of 10 or bullshit. Really? Really? No, I'm more nuanced than that. Oh, good. Yeah, but you're not, no. You may be more nuanced, but you're not fair. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. What else have you been playing then, Mike? Yes, I mean, the last thing we've been playing really. Well, I say we've been playing. We haven't played it together for some time now. The Division. Yeah, because what happens is we end up playing... Well, we've played Dark Souls when we've had the opportunity to play Division. And instead, I'm playing The Division with your family? Yep. 
So I'm surrogate Ting, I think was the joke. Yes. They don't need me anymore. No, they don't need me anymore. I'm getting I'm getting all the sweet gear and you're getting the dregs. It's like, oh, it's another mod. Let's give it to Ting. Oh, an amazing gun. Let's give it to Mike. I, I had it doesn't, one... It doesn't quite work out like that. But. Jenny said, oh, Ting, I've got this amazing gun. But she had earned it before I joined the group. So I couldn't pick it up. I was like, where is it? Where is it? Yeah. It's there. It's there. Yeah. So frustrating. It is sad because they added trading to the division, but only for people who are in your group at the time the item drops. It's the sensible thing to do. So division. Yeah, I've got quite good gear. We tried doing the incursion. We tried doing the incursion. We got halfway through it and then some other random family member decided to join the PlayStation chat and start talking about some tax scam tax scam well no they were concerned that they were being scammed not that they were perpetrating a scam in what way uh they were like i got this letter it says that they're looking for me because i owe money to the dvla and i'm worried that it's because i paid my taxes late and i was going i'm obviously have no idea who this person is and i'm just going what is this and we're obviously getting absolutely hammered by waves of enemies and we're trying to like call out where the shotgunners are coming from and stuff and the whole voice tag is like are you listening to me are you listening to me, John? And then, um, yeah, we wiped. And what what was going on in your mind? <laughs> what was going on in my mind? Who the fuck is this? Why the fuck would the DVLA send bailiffs after you because you hadn't paid your taxes to the Inland Revenue? All I need to know is that you were fucking close. All I need to know is that we were doing really well on this incursion and then this happened and it was three in the morning and it was like, you know what? I don't have time to try this again. See you guys. But you did. But you did. But we did. And that's why I didn't sleep all night. And I was tired last week. This week is because I was drinking. That's from my s- fault. From sounds of it, Kevin and John are around. Yeah. So there is enough people. Yeah. Your family is hardcore into Division. They're all playing it so much. Are they? They're, they're like, oh, Mike played Division. It's like, oh, no, Mike's playing Dark Souls again. They know that I'm not playing with them because I'm playing Dark Souls. And they're like, play Division. But how do they know? Because you're on Steam. They're just assuming I'm playing Dark Souls, which is actually correct. They assume correctly. They're smart people. Yeah. So what's wrong with the Division? Well, it sounds like everything's wrong with the Division on PC. Yeah, so there was an article this week from... Oh, hate names. You know, I hate names which aren't like Rob Jones or Gary Smith. You know, or Matthew Williams. I'm not going to help you on this. I have no idea who you're talking about. So this, the guy's name is Glenn Fiedler. 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 The name is here. I wrote it down for you. Glenn Fiedler. Fiedler. Is how I'm going to pronounce it. That sounds good. That's how a smart person would say it. <laughs> so what he's saying in this, in this blog article is that how the, the PC architecture has been put together is that it it believes all clients are to be trusted. They've written the division as a console game. They fundamentally assumed that the client is going to be their client and they are trusting the information it sends. And as has been proven over and over again, this is not a safe assumption to make, even in the console space. And people are hacking it to shit. We have a friend who plays division on PC and I just messaged him before this podcast going, is it really as bad as they say? Because we're playing on PS4, so we haven't really seen this. And he was telling me that, yeah, it's awful. People are teleporting around. They can one-shot you with any gun. 
They can use their special powers constantly with no recharge time. So, sounds like it's pretty bad. See? It's better over here. It's better over here on the console. Yeah. Oh, but now I'm with the kids. It's like being on the kids' table. It's more fun on the kids' table. More, it is more fun on the kids' <laughs> table. On. It's true. There's jelly and ice cream on the kids' table. So what would you do if this, if, you know, since you want to be more corporate about some things? <laughs> what, what would I do? Yeah. They're in a very difficult position now. So as this guy pointed out, you have to re-architect the game so that it doesn't trust anything the client's sending. It recalculates it on the server. But that's obviously going to be computationally more expensive. There's already problems with server capacity. So good question. What can you do? I think what they have done as a stopgap is they have added additional validation so that if the client's doing something obviously wrong, it will just disconnect them or ban them. And I suppose they do have the advantage that you do have to make a persistent account. They know who everyone is because you've made a Ubisoft account. You can't play without that. So they could try and introduce penalties to try and prevent people doing that, which I think is what they're doing as well. They're saying you will be banned if you are doing things that are obviously wrong. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, will they rewrite the game logic so that it does do all the validation on the server side or not the validation? So it does do all the calculation on the server side. So it doesn't matter what the client sends. I don't know. I'm not convinced they ever would do that. That was essentially a complete rewrite of the game. Would you do that? Would I do that? Yeah. I have no idea how complicated... We've said this before, that we are both programmers, but we're not game programmers. So I actually don't have a good feel for how difficult this is to do. Surely you would never rewrite something that you've just released. You would if it was wrong. No, you wouldn't. You would add all sorts of other services which would help you. Because at the core of it, it works, right? It's just a bit weird. Yeah, I don't know what they can do. I mean, they they might have to do something like how different how different would it be? I mean, maybe they could do something like have the game calculated on the server side and if the client and the server disagree too much, then it's obvious that something's been manipulated and then kick the client out. I thought it was quite funny that Notch feels incredibly strongly about this. Notch did a sequence of tweets about how People who think they can just fix it up and patch it are wrong. It's going to need a rewrite, essentially. I think that's what he said. He was very, he was quite inflammatory as he has been recently. Cause now, now, now Notch doesn't have to hold anything back anymore. He's just like, I don't give a shit. I'm too rich to give a shit. I'm going to say whatever I think and inflammatory tweets. But Minecraft, they did rewrite actually. Minecraft, he did rewrite it for multiplayer. Really? Yeah. There's a comp. There used to be single-player Minecraft and then a completely separate implementation for multiplayer. And then they completely threw away the single-player implementation and replaced it with a multiplayer implementation later. Fair play. Then his his comments do have... <laughs> have some weight. Yes. So I think if they want to fix it... this is I mean, this is a really interesting question because how much is the PC market worth it to them if you look at it from a corporate standpoint? How much does the division make on PC versus on console? And this is probably the argument why many people don't make PC games. Why is Destiny not on PC? Yeah. Is it because they've written it in this trusted client way and they can get away with that because it's console only? That's very clever. That's very insightful, actually. 
So that's the thing, you see. I don't know. Will they really rewrite the game so that the PC is correct? Or will they just leave the PC to crash and burn? Something in between. Yeah, I'm, as I said, I think they will put this extra validation in and hopefully that will be enough to stop the most egregious abuses. Yeah. Did you want to talk about how other games in the past have done it? Or how they haven't even bothered to do it? Yeah, good question. I think this is a common problem for MMO-esque games. Well, it depends if you call Diablo 2 an MMO. But games with multiplayer components with trading and things. If you look at, say, Diablo 2, that is a relatively early online game. Well, it's not early in the absolute sense, but it's early in the... It's early if you compare it to The Division or Destiny. Yes. And things that have changed since then, Diablo 2, everything's freely tradable. You can just take an item off and drop it on the floor and someone else can pick it up. Diablo 2 had a very major item duplication glitch in version 1, and that completely wrecked the economy forever. So the entire economy then started to to revolve around Stones of Jordan, which was a particular very good ring. And in the early days, one of them dropped and then was duplicated hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And so after that, basically to this day, I think, well, actually I say to this day, I haven't logged in for probably a decade at this point, but I know people do still play it. And certainly the last time I played it, trying to trade for an item and going, oh, I how much for that? And they'll be like, oh, 14 SOJs. It's like, 14? I don't even have one. Because obviously I joined after all the duping bonanza. So that's an example of how it can wreck your game economy pretty much for good. I mean, I guess the only thing about Diablo 2 was eventually all the people who had the duplicated items stopped playing. And that took a lot of them out of the economy because if you stop playing Diablo 2, your character was deleted. Because it was for free. So if you just don't play for long enough, they just wiped it. Which is quite different to, say, World of Warcraft, where they'll keep a character forever to try and get you to come back. Wow. Do any other games do this? What, online games? Yeah, that just delete your character. I've never thought about this. I think ones where you pay for your character, they don't. So modern MMOs, like WoW or Final Fantasy XIV or... Goodness knows what else, but those are the only two I've really played recently. They will keep your character for good. What about my Diablo 3 character? Diablo 3 will keep for good as well. Okay. Because I think it's just planned in now. They just... It's part of Battle.net and part of the new Battle.net. But, I mean, what what has Destiny done? I mean, Destiny didn't have a... Destiny hasn't had the same kind of hacking problem, but it has had a power creep problem with, say, Galahorn. Yalahorn, however you want to say that. GG Horn, the I win button. And they've essentially obsoleted items. They've, they've kind of removed items from the game by just not making them worth using anymore. And I wonder if that's how, well, the division, if it was the case of people have got too much loot, they would have to just raise the stakes and make better loot. So you're no longer interested in using this, these ill gotten guns. But it sounds like their problem is more fundamental than that because people are getting one-shot by pistols and things. So 
I think they are going to have to just apply a load of patching and logic and try and well, it's going to be it's going to be a mess. So yesterday Ubisoft massive they released a a blog poster saying that they will ban people who are using the cheat engines, which is fair enough, but they'll also start issuing bans for people who abused glitches at least glitches which they have publicized. Well, I I thought this was horribly unfair. That that burden should be placed on the developer, I think. That's my fault. As a developer, if I put a glitch out into the world and people are abusing it, I shouldn't punish people who are abusing it. Yeah, I mean, this is... But I'm that kind of guy. You're that kind of guy. You're too nice. You're too nice. You're taking the fault upon yourself. But you would too in the workplace. Yeah, I would too as well. I'm just, I'm too eager to throw myself on my sword. I think it is harsh to say, oh yeah, we'll ban you too if you abuse the glitches. I think it is harsh. But they're they're trying to do damage control here. They're trying to do damage control. I think it's also a matter of seeing how the community reacts. If there is all out pitchforks rebellion and people going, no, viva la glitch. Let's all glitch. They can't ban all of us. Then they won't. That's true. If we're all speeding, they can't ban, <laughs> they can't give us all tickets. Yeah. Because Destiny doesn't do this. Was all, what I wanted to say. No, but that's why I'm saying Destiny is edging out items. Destiny, oh. Destiny in the House of Wolves expansion pack had one last hurrah of everyone, you can level up all your guns to max light level. No more grinding. Viva the glitch. No, well, it's not Viva the glitch. Well, it was Viva the glitch. I remember all the cheese spots. I remember. Most of Destiny in year one was spent with us finding new cheese spots and cheesing bosses. <laughs> that was the way. What's the strat for this boss? Well, you stand here where it can't shoot you, and we all just fire a Galahorn at it const- constantly. And then year two has been a very different experience. Year two, very few cheese spots. I remember we spent longer trying to cheese a boss than it probably would have taken if we just done it properly. And we were like, no, we're going to cheese it because that's how we play Destiny. Yeah, year two, I think, for Destiny has been quite different. And they have matured out a lot of the amazing guns, sadly. There was an April update, but that's a discussion for another time. Well, I think I think we've put Destiny behind us after all. And we're Division is our new... Division's the new Destiny. Definitely. So... But I think we're not as into it either as we were. We're not as into a division as we were into Destiny, which is probably for the best. But that's only because we have Dark Souls and then whatever comes next. And then whatever comes after that. Steven Sausage Roll. Or maybe we can say we've completed it. We'll review it. We'll be the fourth ones. (laughs) I think we've already established (laughs) Metacritic's going to be like, who the fuck are you? It's not open critic. Is it open critic? There's open critic. There's metacritic. There's game rankings. If we can get onto one of them, yeah. I'd be happy. As I just said, I think we have to actually review it. <laughs> we will review it. We can we have a we have a website. We'll put the review on the website. That's all we got. That's all I got. That's that's what I said earlier. I said, Well, why did we review the book club game? And you were like, No. We could do that. At least we'll have like a backlog of reviews to say, look, we've been doing it for a long time. Long enough time. What would you give Majora's Mask? Seven. <laughs> Good. But no, but we should do it like in a Famitsu way. Where they have four reviews and they they, act, they just sum them together. 
Okay. To form a score of 40. Okay. It's four people. So we can join yours. Okay. Which would be... 78. 70. Which is an 8. 85. Uh, it's an eight. Yeah, it's going to be seven, 7 or 8. Yeah, call it 8. Then it's like 15 out of 20. 15 out of 20. That's so sad. That's so sad. Poor Majora's Mask. I think the problem these days is that most rating scales really operate 6 to 10. No one gives anything lower than a 6. It does happen. It's pretty rare. So I'm going to redress the balance by giving things threes. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Zeros. <laughs> zeros. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll give them zero. <laughs> Whatever. This conversation is dead to me. Move on. Good. What else was announced this week? NX. The Nintendo NX is going to come and join us in March 2017. Other than the date, there are no other details, are there? Zelda's been delayed. Until 2017, March, yes. But you're right, there's nothing else. So Zelda is simultaneous NX and Wii U now, isn't it? It, it is still Wii U or is it NX? No, it's both. It's both. Okay. We have a date, but they've also said they're not going to show anything at E3. But actually, does, that doesn't mean anything because there's Gamescom and there's TGS following that. They'll probably just do a Nintendo Direct whenever they feel like it. That'll be a letdown. They've got I'm to used pr- to that by from Nintendo by now. I want a press conference. I want a press conference so I can ask, does it have wiggly waggly motion controls? And I'll be like, you'll be pleased to hear it does. And I'll be like, fuck you too. Well, I mean, so what did you want to say about the NX? I wanted to talk about what... Maybe we talk about too much from what we want. Maybe as a... Maybe you should... I don't know. There's two things. What would you want from the release lineup? And then what would you expect them to do for them to succeed because they can be different things right there's like what your heart wants and then there's what your mind wants which you believe would be in nintendo's best interests it's funny but i actually don't care i genuinely don't care anymore nintendo have managed to completely alienate me as a consumer funnily enough i thought i really wanted to play super mario 3d world i did play it a little bit right at your place and i realized Wow, I just really don't care. It's it's sad. It is sad. But yeah, what do they need to do? What do they need to do? I, I think I was saying to you earlier, I think the problem is that they have they have alienated a big chunk of their consumer base. They they have all the people who grew up with Nintendo consoles, they just basically said, We don't care about you as a market. They they focus so much about getting six-year-olds, ten-year-olds, whatever, and making their games and their console kid-friendly. And yet, they didn't make it friendly for all the people who grew up with Nintendo. They had a terrible online presence. They had terrible third-party support. They made very token gestures towards supporting more, well, grown-up people who still play games. And they've completely lost that market share, really, to... PS4, Xbox One. And it was foolish because all those people who grew up playing Nintendo are no longer playing Nintendo. And these are the people who are now buying games consoles for their own children. And they've already got a PS4 at home. They've already got an Xbox One at home. Are they really going to buy a Nintendo console as well just for their kids? No, they can play Little Big Planet on their uh, on their PS4. They can play 
goodness knows what the Xbox One equivalent is. Skylanders or Lego Universe or something. You know, you don't need to have a Nintendo console to play kids' games. And if Nintendo consoles pretty much only have kids' games on them, there's nothing to attract grown-ups to buy a Nintendo console other than nostalgia. And they've been doing a terrible job on the nostalgia as well. Star Fox Zero just came out and it's a gyroscopic control mess. I don't, you know, I said before, I don't want wiggly waggly motion controls. I don't want to have to hold another screen out at arm's length to be able to shoot things. I just want to play a good game. So what do I think they need to do? For yourself or themselves? For themselves, if they want to stay relevant, I think they need to throw away their current architecture, their CPU architecture. I think they need to, I think they need to, sadly, go lowest common denominator. They need to get an x86 CPU. Well, I think that, and I think this is what they're going to do, because it's rumored that this is what the other AMD chip, that's, this is getting way too technical. But (laughs) but they've always had AMD chips, though. That's not a surprise. No, but it's the CPU architecture is the main thing. So getting a bit technical, the Nintendo consoles at the moment are a power PC architecture. So the Wii, well, the GameCube, the Wii and the Wii U are all iterations of the same CPU architecture, which is to say it's quite easy to make them backwards compatible to each other because they're fundamentally the same chip. They'll run the same programs. But PlayStation, PS4 changed from ps3 to ps4 to be this x86 architecture xbox has always been x86 architecture pcs and macs are x86 so if nintendo go x86 then suddenly everyone is on the same cpu architecture porting a game from one to the other becomes much much simpler and in terms of the relative power because people are making so many of these chips getting a powerful x86 chipset system on a chip, whatever you want to call it, CPU, GPU, combo, is relatively inexpensive. You don't have to spend a huge amount on R&D. You can just pick up off the shelf a game console design, pretty much. So it would make sense for them just to to follow the crowd and make a games console that uses this architecture, this chipset, it will suddenly give them access to all of the third-party support. And there's nothing to stop them from making their own games on this too. And then finally, they'll have a differentiator because Nintendo has always had excellent first-party support. Their games are not available on any other console. It's not like it's a timed exclusive, like it is for a lot of the PlayStation and Xbox exclusives. The Nintendo games will genuinely never show up on another console. So then they will finally be in a position where if you want to play every game, this is the only console you have to buy. So hardware is one. Hardware is one. I mean, I think I said they have to just have a standard controller. They they can have they can have funny motion controls all they want, but they have to have a standard controller as well. And that has to be packed in. That has to be packed in. It has to be an expected part of the package, because. If you include only funny nunchuck controls and not dual analog sticks, then again, you can't have good third-party support because they're going to expect a lowest common denominator kind of baseline control scheme. And if you can't play this game unless you've gone out and specially bought this other controller, then they can't make a game that expects to use that control scheme. So you were saying something along the lines of what they have now, which is the Pro Controller. Yes. 
you don't need anything fancy. You don't need green button, red button. No, a big green button, small red button, a purple button. Well, they're, they're kind of really in a funny place because they innovated a lot with controllers back in the day. And then everyone has kind of settled on the ideal baseline controller. And they have kind of refused to adopt it out of bloody mindedness and wanting to be different. They should just pack it in. It's much cheaper than a touchscreen. It's much cheaper than the, the giant Wii U controller. And it's much more practical too. If you really want a second screen, if you really want touchscreen controls, many people have other devices. They've got phones, they've got tablets they could use. It doesn't make sense to force you to make your console more expensive purely so you can bundle a touchscreen with your console. And I think this has been the problem. Like, at the time the Wii U came out, at the time the Wii came out, I think they made bold strategic decisions that just haven't panned out. The Wii made bold strategic t- decisions well, that did the Wii, the Actually, you're right. The Wii definitely did pan out. But when it came to the Wii U, I think they doubled down on that approach and that was the wrong decision. They obviously thought touchscreens, touchscreens are the way to go. We're already experts at touchscreens because of the DS. Let's make a touchscreen console. But people playing touchscreen games, they were all playing them on their phones and their iPads. And people playing console games didn't want more imprecise poking at stuff. They wanted to play with analog sticks and buttons. That's why you're buying a console. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this equation is going to completely change again. Maybe VR is going to come out and completely upset the landscape. Yeah, but still, even if you have VR, you don't want a touchscreen. Yeah, a touchscreen is obviously completely impractical in VR. Yeah. So that so that is my take. I actually think they should just go lowest common denominator. They should make a console that is at least, if not more powerful than the current PS4 and Xbox One. In fact, really, it has to be more powerful. And it should just be a good baseline. They should have a non-insulting online presence. They should be not offensive with forcing you to rebuy all your content again. Will it be backwards compatible? I'm not sure because I don't know whether how good their emulation is going to be. Because once you've changed CPU architecture, then it becomes a bit more, a bit more complicated. But it it can definitely be done. Historically, have the Nintendo consoles always been the cheapest? I think they have. Is that right? I don't think so. I think the N64 was more expensive than a PlayStation. Really. I think so. And GameCubes, the GameCube was actually more expensive than a PS2, wasn't it? Actually, maybe not. I always thought it was like £200. The Wii was definitely cheaper. The Wii was relatively much cheaper. They don't need to compete on price. Do you think you need to compete on price? I think that's an interesting question because... I've never appreciated that. Because you've got too much money. But... The thing is, if they've, if they've positioned themselves as the budget console, then yes, they do. But how are they trying to position themselves? Are they trying to position themselves as the budget console, buy a PS4, oh, and buy a Wii as well, just so you can play the Nintendo games? I, I think in the previous generation, when it was the Wii, people would buy one of the PS3 or a 360, and they would buy a Wii as well. And then you could play essentially all the games, because the Nintendo games would only come out on the Wii. And all of the other games would pretty much come out on both consoles eventually. They, there were still a few exclusives, but they weren't as distinct as the Nintendo games. 
when it's come to this generation, the Wii U is not cheap. The Wii U has not really got any cheaper since release. It's still about £300 in British currency, which is what I'm still thinking. So people are not buying a Wii U just on the side. People are buying their one console and sticking with Team Nintendo, PlayStation or Xbox. So, So what will they do? Yeah, I guess they can either try and go budget again, but I think that's a bad decision. I think they need to they need to make a play for being the one. And they're late to the game now. They're late to the game because, well, it depends. Uh, I mean, this is kind of what we wanted to talk about next as well, but how is the console war? The console war. It, it's it's not the console war anymore it's so much as it's the the war that never ends. Is this the end of console generations and the start of endless iteration? Because PlayStation, we talked about rumors for PlayStation 4K, 4.5 last time, and now, well, they haven't been officially substantiated, but more information has come out, and it seems almost inevitable now that it's going to be the PlayStation 4 Neo. Specs have been leaked. Yeah. It looks like a significant graphics bump and very little else which kind of makes sense if you're trying to make something that's fundamentally compatible but just looks better. We were talking about how this would practically work and you made a very good point last time about the way the phone industry works where every year to 18 months a new phone model will come out that's better than the previous one but it's not like, oh, I bought an iPhone 6, so I have to buy all my games again. Or new games come out that are not compatible with the iPhone 5. iPhones, Android phones, people buy games on those all the time. Are games compatible across all of them, though? So if I buy an old game, at some point it's going to stop working. No. If you buy an old game, it will pretty much work forever. How so, but your, the OS will change. The OS will change, but they'll maintain backwards compatibility. Says who? Apple's responsibility to do that. Yes. And, and they do, I mean, the, the iPhone game that I wrote many years ago against some very early version of iOS still works perfectly fine to this day. You do get the opposite situation where games released now won't work on old devices. So... They will sometimes say this requires an iPhone 4 or above or this requires an iPhone 5 or above. So they do eventually start to fragment in that sense. But no, they've maintained backwards compatibility right back down to the beginning for for iPhones, as far as I know. Well, that's a massive technical burden. But, But think about it. If you buy a PC game... PC games have pretty much retained backwards compatibility going back to the to Windows XP at least. And even beyond when you start putting emulator layers around it. True. And, you know, Joji are doing that. So, and so this is the thing. Consoles are going the same way. The way you make a console game has changed dramatically. Or the way you make a console. It used to be that the consoles were very, very distinct. Because you were trying to squeeze the maximum performance out of the console. They, they were trying to be as close as they could to, what, arcade perfect in the early days, at least, with cheaper hardware. Actually, you maybe even forget that, right? The, the important thing is, you're trying to squeeze as much power as you can out of, out of this 
hardware that you've got and these chips were slow they weren't we we didn't have like the bounty of computing horsepower that we do today so they would be coded what they call bare metal you would be directly squirting instructions straight into those chips and running them and it was up to you to to understand essentially machine code this makes much more sense if you're a programmer. I think I don't know how much is going to make sense is going to make to the layman, but go just go. But yeah, it was hard work, and there was very little abstraction. You would be having to tell, you would have to tell the console, you're not you're not telling the console, oh, move Mario three pixels to the right, or even like make Mario move a bit faster. You're having to go and say, go into this address in memory and change this number, and then read this other number that means this, and do that. There's very little abstraction. It's not like that now. Nowadays, all of the consoles have many, many abstractions built into them, into the libraries that you code to. And you are literally going to say, oh, this is this is a platform, this is Mario. And you're not saying, oh, I need Mario to move three pixels to the right. You're just saying, Mario is a person and he's got physics. Go. And he responds to that. And, he'll, and right. he'll just respond to that. So there's so much abstraction built into it that actually you don't need to know much about the architecture. You don't need to code bare metal. And if you swap out the chips underneath it, the game will still work because those libraries that you're using, those abstractions, are coded to work regardless. Of platform. Regardless of platform, correct. So if you put in a faster chip, the game will just continue to work exactly the same, but it will run faster, smoother, more stably. And so it is viable now for them to do this. If they want to release a PS4 Neo that just has better frame rate and all the games will still work because they're all using these abstractions, perfectly fine. And if they want to do this every year, fine. Technically fine. <laughs> How will consumers react? And that's the thing. And I think I I reacted quite badly last week when you asked me about it because I was still thinking of in terms of console generations, but you are right. If I thought about it like a phone, not a big deal. And people do upgrade their phones a lot. Yeah. Surprisingly often, there are people who buy every new phone when it comes out. Really? Yeah. Maybe I just work with terrible people. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I know someone who does that too. Yeah. <laughs> are you thinking me? <laughs> no. So, okay. So, if you're Sony, what what would be your messaging? What how do you think they should sell this approach? I mean, because we've already said what we thought. Let's go the other way. And that is the tough part. Yeah, how can Sony sell this? They they have to make it all you loyal customers who bought a PS4. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. Your PS4 is still a PS4, and it's still perfectly good. And we still love you. Rather than all you chumps who bought a PS4 last year, time to buy a new one. Or the ones who bought one last month. <laughs> yeah, that will be the most galling. So that is going to be the challenge. I think this is the thin end of the wedge. I think it will. I think you will eventually get to the point where games will come out that won't run on the 2013 PS4, but they will run on the 2018 PS4. Yes, 2017. Well, I'm I'm saying 2018. Maybe this is going to happen every year. You know, they could. What's going to happen next year? Or you think it's going to happen the year after? 
No, I just mean that if they wanted to release a new one of these every year, they could. That's what I'm. What I'm really trying to say is, I think the connection between console generation and games will be broken. I think you will end up with the PlayStation as a platform, like you have iOS as a platform, and games will come out, and the consoles will be permanently backwards compatible, but they won't necessarily be forwards compatible. And I think if this does work for PlayStation, as well as it has done in the phone market, I think it is inevitable that Microsoft will have to follow suit. Will Nintendo follow suit? I don't know, because Nintendo are just mad people right now. I, I obviously have an idea of what I think they should do, as I said, but goodness knows what they will do. They can do the phone path. They can offer upgrades. They can offer subsidized upgrades if you return your old console. It wouldn't be so painful. I don't think they're going to do that. They have to. I don't think they have to. Because with phones, you, it's, I don't know. Do you trade in your phone? I've never traded in my phone. Well, you get the, yeah, I do. Because you get, it's like 150 pounds, 180 pounds back. Really? Yeah. From what? From Apple? Um, or O2, for instance. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've never done that. I didn't realize that was an option. And Apple will offer phone trade, phone upgrades now as well. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I always have family members asking if they can have my old phone. So I'm always giving away my old phone. That's okay too. It's the affordability. A phone is different almost because you've got your contracts and you've got your 24 month plan and you can break up that purchase. Even if, if, if Sony came to me, it would never come to me, but if they proposed a console every year, how would I feel about that? Because even regardless of how much money you have, you still, it's, you, you'll notice that cost. No, I wouldn't buy one every year. That's the thing. Yeah. And I'm not really saying they should do it every year, but I'm saying they could do it every year. If we went extreme. From a technical, from a technical perspective, it's not a big deal. Well, it probably is a big deal from the manufacturing, from the manufacturing perspective. How can they do this? It's an interesting question. It's making the marketplace more PC-like. But consoles have become more and more PC-like. I mean, they run apps now. They run apps in the background now. And if you think back in the olden days, a console used to produce way better graphics than a comparable costing PC because the console was coded bare metal and the PC had all these APIs in the way. Nowadays, the console has exactly those same APIs in the way, and the PC is just way better because it probably costs five times as much. And even a comparable PC, if you're going to spend the same amount of money, actually, the PC is probably going to be better because it doesn't have, they don't have to miniaturize those parts and make them power efficient, so you can actually get more bang for your buck because it's in a big honking box with a fan on it. Yeah. So PCs are just so much more powerful. I'm going way off topic here. This is a this is a terrible tangent. It's fine. Let's come back. Let's go forward a step, and then we'll come back a step. You'll see where I'm going, hopefully. So let's talk about if NX is coming out March 2017. What would you expect from Sony and Microsoft? Two things you have to give me is a date for the official announcement, and the second one is release date. I think E3 they will announce PS4 Neo with the specs that we've seen and it will be out before the end of this year and Microsoft Microsoft will either do the same 
or they'll be caught on the back foot and we'll get their version next year. And I think NX will come out March 2017 with specs comparable to the PS4 Neo. I think if the NX released within a year, it'll be fine. It's not too late. Do you think, like, an interesting thing you said about The Division was they've released this statement and they're going to wait for feedback. Do you think that's what Sony will do? They'll they'll announce it, but won't give away the sweeteners if there are to be any. That's a good question. Do they need any sweeteners at all? I think they'll release it and they'll just be like, this is a new thing. You don't need any sweeteners. And if there is absolute outcry, then maybe they'll do something about it. But they did in the 2013 E3 conference, press conference, where they got everything right. Was that the year where they got everything right or was it the year before? The, the year when they just messed with Microsoft. Yeah. Where they're like, this is how you lend a game on PS4. That's the year. Surely they won't. They'll get it right first time. They won't wait for a response. You know, you'd get it right first time, surely. And you put the sweeteners in place. You know, to completely derail this conversation. Yeah. Why are they doing this? I think that's the more, I think the most important question and the most interesting question that nobody is asking, including us until this moment, why is Sony doing this? Why would Sony make a PS4.5? Because they're worried about VR. Do you think VR is the driver for this? I don't know, because they're, the PlayStation VR is already due out this year. That's already got a date. And that is already committed to work with the existing PlayStation. So what is the reason? Is it because they know the PlayStation VR in its current incarnation is not going to cut it? And they need, they need to beef up the PlayStation 4 for it to be able to compete with Oculus, to compete with Vive. That's what I thought. But then there's the other argument is 4K support. But then really, what what is their agenda when it comes to 4K? Are they Do they want to sell TVs? Probably not. No, that might be it. I mean, Sony makes TVs as well. Perhaps it's, syner- it's a synergy thing, but that might be reading too much into it because these are two completely different departments of a Japanese corporation that may or may not even talk to each other. Did you buy your PS3 for Blu-ray? No, probably not. No. Did people really buy a PS3 for Blu-ray? Definitely, yes. It was one of the cheapest Blu-ray players. Surprisingly, it was one of the cheapest and most fully featured Blu-ray players when it came out. Do they need to upgrade the optical drive to read a, a 4K Blu-ray? Yes. The disc is going to be like double-sided. Double really? Won't it, it will need more space. The current Blu-ray, Blu-ray what, store 25 gig, 50? When it comes to 4K media, is anyone even going to make physical media anymore? Is And is it a matter of... I don't think it's so much a matter of the disc has higher capacity. I think they are just increasing the compression they are just compressing it better they you need a lot more cpu horsepower to decode the codec to decode that video but you don't have that much more cpu to work with you do i mean if you if you play back a blu-ray no what i mean is there is you don't have much cpu much of a cpu improvement no that's what i'm saying playing back 4k video does not require any more hardware oh okay it's only if you want to play 4k games Oh, I see what you mean. But then I, what, what, what port do you need for 4K? It's not, you need, more, you need more than HDMI or you need more than the current HDMI standard. Actually, maybe you don't now. I don't, goodness knows what HDMI standard you're on now. No, nor do I. I mean, I'm using DisplayPort, so. I don't know why they're doing it. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the most interesting question, and I I don't know why they're doing it either. Because they make most of their money from sales. They don't make money on the box. They're not known to. Well, that and that's why I actually think the most interesting question that no one is asking is why are they doing this? Because you can continue to make the PS4. Everyone's happy with the PS4. Production costs for the PS4 are dropping. They can make PS4s now more cheaply than they could a year ago and more cheaply than they could a year before that. And the cost of a PS4 has come down, but not by that much. So why force everyone to buy a new console again that's going to cost you more to make? Is it a profit move for them or is it a strategic move for them? And it might be the case that actually making a PS4 Neo doesn't cost any more or cost barely more for them than it costs to make a PS4. And maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe there won't be a PS4 Neo and a PS4. Maybe the PS4 Neo will just be all PS4s from this point on. Oh, so you, they're not going to introduce a cheaper PS4? Well, I don't know. The, these are all the questions that need to be answered. Oh, you've got to introduce a cheaper PS4, even if it's not that much cheaper. So maybe you make a budget mini PS4, and then you've got the Neo as the new standard unit. Like a PS4 Slim? Yeah. Maybe. It's only because nowadays of all the APIs and the abstractions that it's... When they made the PS2 and the PS2 Slim, or when they made the PS3 and the PS3 Slim, because a lot of the coding was still quite bare metal, they couldn't seamlessly make a new, more powerful, in the hardware sense, version of the PS2 or the PS3 and expect everything still to work. Now they can. So arguably they could have thought about this generations before, but technically it just wasn't possible. Yeah, for all we know, that's the case. There's no reason for them to do this. But yeah, that's the thing. There is no reason for them to do this unless they see strategically that they are going to need more horsepower coming up. And maybe that's for 4K, maybe that's for VR. But it's interesting that they're doing it at all. But then if if you think 4K is a reason for this, then I don't think full. I don't think, I think next year. So well, the solution in the past to this sort of problem was when you needed to take a step up in fidelity, you would release a new generation of consoles. And so that's the difference now. We're not releasing a new generation of consoles. We are just turning up the dial on the existing generation. When you say, I wouldn't do it this year if you needed it for 4K, I don't think that's the case. It's a chicken and egg thing. No one's making 4K because there's nothing to do with 4K. If you make games consoles that output 4K, now you've got a reason to buy a 4K TV. Having said that, I don't think any of the PlayStation 4 games are going to be 4K. I thought that was one of the things they said they weren't going to do. Because Yeah, because it won't be backwards compatible with... I shouldn't say the word backwards compatible. It won't be compatible with PlayStation 4. The game could have a 4K mode, but even with their pretty much doubling of CPU power, I don't think that's enough for 4K. I mean, they can't even run stuff 1080p, a lot of games. Yeah, 4K needs a lot of power. I mean, even I think my PC would struggle with 4K and I've got some absurd, 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 some silly graphics card set up for mining Dogecoin. So, yeah. So anyway, I think that's the interesting question that no one's asking. I think you're probably right with your first answer, which was VR. Because PlayStation VR, I think PlayStation VR on the PlayStation 4, as noted when we talked about it, before the playstation vr games look much worse than the oculus or vive games but they've already mentioned that they're not going to segment the games so they're not going to segment the non-vr games but maybe the vr games they will oh you think that's 
They've not lied, but they have. I think that maybe they'll treat PSVR as like a separate platform almost. Cunning. Cunning. That's the only strategic reason I can think of. I mean, there's probably lots of reasons I haven't thought of. Because oh, we, we just came to this kind of off the cuff while we were talking. But yeah, I think that's an interesting question that's not being asked. Maybe it is being asked, but I haven't seen it being asked. No, not fine. And I think it is an interesting question. Why do this? You're making things much more complicated. So what is the benefit? On that note. On that note. That's it. Yeah, see you later, shit lords. No, I'm joking. I shouldn't <laughs> say that. That's a Yogscast thing to say. That's the Yogscast thing that they no longer say. What what do we say then? See you later. No, we don't say that at all. I oh. think on that note, well, I think <laughs> my usual closing statement is, so with that, I, th- I think we're done. But okay, there's one thing. Oh, can we go back? Or we shouldn't go yeah, back. go back, go back. I wanted to talk about games for the NX. <sighs> we can say, you can say no, you can just say go no. Go on, too. go on. Tell me what games you want for the NX. What games do you want for... You don't think any games will make a fucking difference. <laughs> it's too late. I don't care at this point. I don't even care about Zelda at this point. That's how jaded I have become. I realised that the things I used to think about Zelda games, like, oh, I want to play the next Zelda game. I just don't really care anymore. I'm, you know, I'm more excited for Dark Souls than Zelda. Although this is the last Dark Souls. Whatever. They have to win me over again. How can they win you over? By showing me a Zelda that's like Dark Souls. No. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely don't know what they can do at this point. Oh, it's over. It's actually over. There's no Mario, no Zelda. They'd have to show me... what. Well, <laughs> I am not what they should be aiming for. What I want, no one wants what I want. Come on. I want like turn-based 4X strategy games and nonsense. Like I am not the demographic they should be going for. JRPGs, no. What would make me buy an NX over a PlayStation 4 or as well One? As well as. As well as. As well as at this point. As well as at this point. And yeah, I, I really don't know. I probably would get it for Zelda, uh, despite what I just said. I would probably see the trailer and I would be overcome with nostalgia. And then I would be like, oh, I want an X. But then I thought that about, you know, the last few Zelda games have all been a Skyward Sword was a disappointment. Majora's Mask, going back and play it again, and made me think, oh, Rose Tinted Glasses. It's not as good as I remember. It doesn't have the same impact on me as it did back then unsurprisingly because nowadays i'm dead inside so what could they do i don't know on that crushing note we will end on that crushing note yes actually i want to say one more thing (laughs) one more thing this is continuation from what we were talking about earlier on in your mind can you build a score for dark souls 3 please i want to start putting scores on things shouldn't we uh, we should put this in the dark souls 3 yeah so later on, in the progress, in the process, build a score up for me. Build a score up for you. Okay. Yeah. That's going to take us into the, how do people score games? And do you score a game in a vacuum or do you score a game relative to the other ones that come before? This is the sort of thing the Bombcast talk about. You can put that in the next, for next I think that's a, I think that's a topic for next time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if we're going to start scoring games. Yeah. We can talk about external pressure. Okay, are we really done now? Yeah, we're really done. We're really done. Really done. Okay, so... We were the Lost Levels Club. 
we still are the Lost Souls Club. You kept that bit in last time, by the way. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. We're on iTunes. I should always say that first. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. I think we've got no ratings and no reviews. People are threatened to rate, but no one has. You can find us on Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. And Reddit. But I don't know. I've, I've demoted Reddit there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would demote Reddit. I would put Reddit at the end. Slash R slash Lost Levels Club. Reddit is basically only me posting out of some bloody mindedness. And we have a... A Slack, but I don't know how we want to use that. I, I made a Slack because, <laughs> yeah, I made a Slack because I went onto Slack one day for some other reason. I thought, oh, I should make one for the podcast. And we've never used it since. I've got a friend who's posting stuff to me about Dark Souls. So maybe I should, I don't know whether, whether we can add him to WhatsApp and then add him to Slack or whether we can just like, boom, you're in Slack, you're on Slack. I don't know how easy it is to get people to move into a new into a new medium yeah it's difficult it's difficult i would say we're getting practically no traction on anything but you know i think the main things are the main things are that we've completely missed are we're on twitter we did say that didn't we no we didn't say twitter at lost levels club that is by far the easiest way yeah so i was gonna say we are getting that's the only one we're getting any traction we're on twitter and the occasional email we're on Twitter, definitely on Twitter. I don't know who... People are reading our tweets and I'm surprised. I'm also surprised, yeah. I'm getting these interesting people reading our tweets. Well, Twitter and, is an interesting beast. And there's a website, which is lostlevels.club. I don't really care for the... I don't know. Well, that's not really for feedback, though. That's yeah. more just for, look at us, look at what we've done. I'm just looking at your gamer cards. I love... I love re- <laughs> that's one thing I do is... I'm just going to check on Mike's gamer cards. See what I've been playing. Yeah. To see to see if I've played more than 20 minutes of Steven Sausage Roll. Has he really been playing Steven Sausage Roll? Or if he's been playing something really embarrassing or funny, but that never happens. Like Enter the Gungeon. Yeah, you, you play cool games. I want you to play something really lame. Like what? Like Monopoly. Like Monopoly, Monopoly Plus. I'm like, boom, caught you. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Okay, this ending was a rambly mess. Yeah, but I'm enjoying it too much. Oh. I'm savouring it. You've no professionalism, Ting. But it'll be dry. Dry. Dry humour. It'll be dry and corporate rather than dry humour. Dry humour would be okay. Okay. Mike doesn't love you. No, I hate all living things. That's <laughs> not true. Where did this come from, Ting? Because I wanted to say the other thing, but I'm not allowed to. Because it's someone else's. What? Oh, bye. I love you. Bye. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you just you just taking everyone else's fucking quips. I am. I am. It's true. It's interesting. The other thing I've observed myself doing while playing Dark Souls three on Twitch is just shouting things like "Get wrecked" and "Yolo," which I don't say in real life. Why do I say these things on stream? I don't know. It just seems natural when you're streaming it to shout "Get wrecked" and two hand someone with um a katana to the face. Yes. So what we should say is. Allow this, we're off. <laughs> allow this. Allow that. Allow you all. <laughs> allow you all. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.